morning. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. That broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bales. and all of our friends and everybody who is either like coming or coming back uh yeah that's right we're back are we back are you serious it is the bold nonsense podcast the red light is on red light means stop thinking get a little senseless with us on 527 2021 that is May 27th of the year 2021. And this is episode 155. I'm at Walt Disney, happiest host on Earth. Nerd alert! Thank you for joining us once again. Like I said, uh, you know, we've, we've done the whole hiatus thing uh, for the past couple weeks. And like off and on in the past little bit. But you know, we're busy people. I'm busy, and then the guy who's with me doing this freaking show is busy, and that's at Still Smooth. And here we go. Thank you, at Wash Disney, for that introduction, and you hit the nail on the head. This is springtime. This is summertime. Right around the corner of this is bright days in the forecast, and we are busy men. We have been all over the place. Um, but... To get to my job, which I do every week that I'm on the podcast, I bring you on this date. And this date is a very happy birthday. To Pat Cash, the Australian tennis player who won the Wimbledon, uh, I guess, tournament? What is what is Wimbledon? A championship? Wimbledon championship, maybe? Yeah, this is right. Championship. In 1987, he was born in uh, Melbourne, Victoria. Um, on this date, who is Pat Cash? I do not know. Um, I only picked him on this date because that is such a money name. Dude. Pat Cash, Patrick Cash. Dude, okay, so I, I was wondering, <laughs> I was like, I don't know who the hell this person is. And I was like, sweet name though. Yeah, sweet, uh, so I was wondering if you just picked him because of the name. Oh, yeah, no idea. Pat Cash was born on this date in 1965 in, in Melbourne, Victoria. Uh, he was an Australian tennis player, but a uh, very strong name. That so is, yeah, we, that, that's a sick name. This is a better world because of him. The, the, the more I do stuff, you know, like this, like the podcast, or really just like sometimes I think about it in general, 
the more a, an awesome name just sets you up for greatness. And the more I yeah. think about, like, I want my kids to have a good name. Mm-hmm. That's a big decision, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll think about it all the time where it's just like, oh, those are some good names. Yeah, because you can't go too, too, there are strong names. Strong can flirt with douchey. And obnoxious. And obnoxious, but you can't go too soft because then you're like, damn, that's almost setting him or her up for a failure, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's like the syllables game you have to play that like won't yeah, work yeah. with the name. Then, then you, you got to then, like, then you throw in the middle name. Mm-hmm. It's big stuff. I uh, I heard on the radio the other day they were talking about this famous person, but it turns out their initials were ass, and it's just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, oh. that was that not checked? Ass yeah. was not checked. Your parents did not realize that was your, <laughs> you know, initials. That that's when you know the dad like he figured it out but didn't say anything. He was like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm doing this. This is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It'll set my kid up for failure, but me and my boys are going to laugh about it all the time. All the time. Look what I did to that kid. That's the move. (laughs) That's the move. Okay, that's awesome. Let's do some random thoughts. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying, well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I'm in a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah. I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? Okay, random thoughts. This is just stuff we like to get off our chest, pretty much. Uh, it's clearing the plate. That's the way I, I, I sometimes think about it. Um, really, the only, the, main, the only one I've got this week, I don't know about you, but the only one I've got is the classic, what are we watching? What are we into? What are we, what are mm. we consuming? So, I don't know if you ever... Oh, you go for it first. So, well, I was just going to say, if you don't want to have one off the top of your head, um, I'm working my way through the Matrix trilogy on HBO oh, Max. You've seen, it bef- you've seen it before, though, right? I've seen it before. I don't... I think I've only... So, I've seen the first one, like, a couple times, but it's not like I was super into it. I think I've seen the second one once before, and I don't... Maybe the third parts of the third one, but I don't know if I've ever seen the full third one. Mm. It and it's hard. I was younger when I watched them. I loved all of them, but because they came out, you know, with time in between, I like it was a harder story for me to follow, especially at that age. So I think you're going to get the most out of it right now. Great. Right, so where are you right now watching them? I'm like I'm working my way through two right now. I'm almost done. I'm like. I probably need like one more, you know, session of watching, um, to finish the second one. The first one that was like I just did that right away. It's pretty cool because it's not as long as you'd expect, mm-hmm. and it ha- it goes quick. Like it keeps your attention the whole time. Things are happening. The first one's really good, obviously. Love it. And then the second one's a little slower and longer. But it's not bad. It's still got some the, awesome stuff in it. Does the Oracle come in in the second one or the first one? She's the in, old smoking lady? She's in the first one. 
love her. She's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, and she's. I think she's in the second one too. I don't know about the third one, obviously. She's but like bending the spoon and stuff like that. Yeah, the kids bending the spoon, and then uh, yeah, yeah. And then the second one, she's basically just uh, just mind tripping him the whole time, and it's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty sick. No, I, I like it a lot. I like that's a great that's a great uh, great trilogy. Probably one of my favorite trilogies, actually. And I, that's I wouldn't say favorite, but one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm watching. I don't know if you ever got into the show Master of None, the Aziz Ansari um, no. show. So I was a big fan of that. They had season one and season two. Um, and it was just a very, very, very good story. And I've watched both of those seasons multiple times, probably three times. And they just came out with a third season. So there was a big delay in the or the writing and production of the third season, obviously because of COVID and also because of uh, Aziz getting caught up in that Me Too stuff. Oh, allegations. Uh, yeah. So that kind of, and it also kind of brings that stuff into light in the third season it's actually not about him he he appears in it a couple times but i just finished that and also a very a very real i'm not going to say anything but a very real season not very long only five episodes but a lot is shown and it's just a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think about but it's good to have a different perspective it's a perspective giving show Mm -hmm. something that i think people can benefit from wow cool yeah Cool. Yeah, I remember that was a that was a big show for a while. Then, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, everything stopped. Um, the other thing, I just finished reading the the Princess Bride book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got through that. I say it that way because if you're thinking about reading the book, I would say just watch the movie. <laughs> it's not a bad book it's not a bad book um but it doesn't add much to the movie especially if you're reading especially if you're reading the book for the kind of stuff that you would watch the movie for the funny adventure you know romance adventure kind of thing yeah you're not getting much you're not getting much else from the book the book is more about um, the setup of the author. So like the, the movie is a movie about a grandpa reading a book to his grandson, right? Oh, gotcha. The book is about this author who is abridging, which just means he's basically he's giving the good parts of a different author's book but the different author is fictional he made him up Mm. does that make sense yes yeah so it's it's kind of a mind trip and it really plays into like the what's going on with the author and in the 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 princess bride book that the movie like you what you see in the movie is almost the secondary part Mm. of the book so it's it's different but if you're looking for the Princess Bride, like what you'd think of if you've seen the movie, you're not getting it. Dude, I have a confession. So, it's Sandra Bullock, right? Who? 
Miss or is it in the Princess Bride? No. Who who is? The Princess Bride? Um like who's Buttercup? Shit. I might so basically what, what I was thinking I was thinking of this movie. I was thinking of another Sandra Bullock movie and then I actually thought I realized I was thinking about um damn where she goes under <laughs> Where she gets, she's an under, oh, Miss Congeniality. (laughs) (laughs) I did not read that book. Dude, damn. Uh, I didn't even know that was a book. No, it's probably not. Uh, It's probably not. For some reason, I I was just thinking about that because I thought it was Sandra Bullock. So I have no idea. Who is the the actress in the movie? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember her name. I know it's. Carrie Elwes is the the main is uh, Wesley, but I don't uh, remember her name. So, so this is where I went wrong. Sandra Bullock is in The Princess Diaries. She is. I, shit, is she not? I don't. I don't know. If no, I've that's seen, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> that's yeah, that's Anne Hathaway. I was like, dude. I was like, I don't know if I've seen all of the Princess Diaries, but I don't think she's in it. Dude, I I derailed that thing. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Okay, my bad. I have no idea what this book is. Like, I love the dude. That's the point of random thoughts, though. Is yeah. it's random, dude? And, like it goes where it goes. Mr. Yeah. Geniality, dude. I love that movie. Great movie. Well, I, I'll say this: I loved that movie. I love Sandra Bullock in the movie. The guy in that movie kind of kills it for me. I tried to rewatch it a while ago, and I was like, "Ah, yeah, this guy." Do without it. Just we need a different guy. Get out of here. Yeah, but she's good. I love Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and actually, kind of with that, uh, so you know, like I always get Sandra Bullock, or I used to get Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts confused. Like, I can see that. Yeah. I'll say, right, huge crush on Julia Roberts right now. Yeah, sure. Just, oh, yeah. I've been watching a couple of her movies. You know, I watched some Oceans, and I watched uh, Notting Hill. It's like her, and I think it's Hugh Grant. I just mm. watched that one. And I got, I was like, I never thought about Julia Roberts. Like, oh. But she's kind I might fine. need to tap into this. Huge okay, crush yeah, on no. Julia Roberts right now. That's what I'm working on. I think, uh, I think that's, um, I'm giving that a thumbs up. I'm giving that two thumbs ups. So, I mean, what uh, yeah. we're taking away, do you have another random thought? I have a quick one, but if, if okay. we, we can go on to. Uh, I was just going to wrap up random thoughts and say, so what we're saying is don't read Princess Bride. Go check out Julia Roberts again and maybe hit up Miss Congeniality and the Princess Diaries. That's <laughs> yeah. where we've gotten from this. Exactly. <laughs> On episode 155. (laughs) Um, My, my random thought was what is the biggest or the food that has, that can have the biggest price discrepancy. So Mm. like pizza, right? There's little Caesars. Yeah. For $5. Or you can even go to like Winco and get some of the, like the party pizzas for like, two dollars or whatnot again they're smaller but um but um then you also get those like gourmet pizzas like bellagio's or whatnot you get four or five toppings on that and that sucker for a large that's 38 bucks you know 
Yeah. So you went there. I was thinking. I was thinking steak. If you include, mm. like, if you go to a steak house, like a nice mm. one, with everything else. But that, but if you're just counting the steak, then it's probably not as big of a discrepancy. You're. I think you're onto something, though. Like, there's definitely like. What you buy a steak at, you can buy a steak at, you know, Safeway or whatnot, a nice one for nine bucks or whatnot, but you're probably going upwards. I've never been to like a nice steakhouse or whatnot, but you're probably going upwards of 40 bucks for the meal or something like that. Yeah. But then you also think uh, on the other side, like what, how cheap can you get something? And there's like burritos. You can probably get a burrito for what, cents? And then you've got like Chipotle, which is gonna run you what eight fifty nine something like nine. that. Nine, I had it today. Maybe yeah. <laughs> nine. So nine flat. Then it's like so that that's a good discrepancy too. It's all about percentages, math guy over there. Dude, that's that's the thing. Not a math guy, <laughs> but I tried. Played but my I... hand. <laughs> no, that's, a that, good, well, that's a good question. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that up to the. Uh, the senseless members out there to get back to us, but that that's a good that's a good something to think about. That is, that's, all, I like that. Yeah. Nice think, nice thinker to end random thoughts. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Let's well, let's get to trivia on that. As as the senseless think about that, we'll go to trivia. 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 <laughs> trivia, baby. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy. Gonna make that your final answer. You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Trivia, where we give you two trivia questions each week. Last week's trivia question reads like this. Which NFL teams have the highest and the lowest winning percentages all time, respectively? Again, which NFL teams have the highest and lowest winning percentages all time, respectively? I'm going to start with the lowest, and it's the Bucks, the Tampa Bay, the, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a measly 39%. That is terrible. And the highest, I'll let, I'll let you senseless members take a guess here real quick. Three, two, one. Green Bay Packers at 57%. At Walsh Disney, does that shock you? Either either the lowest or the highest? Does, is that a surprising answer to you? Not really. I mean, the Bucks haven't been all that good. They're, they so the Bucks. It's weird. So they have the lowest win percentage, but they have they don't have the lowest amount of wins. Um, mm. But it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, they've been bad for a long time, and they really even with Jameis just kind of got to mediocre. But before that, they were terrible for a long time. And uh, other than that small window with like Warren Sapp and John Lynch. Super Bowl champs. Yeah, and the Packers have been around so long that they were probably beating up on accountants for a long time, so that kind of passed yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. It's a question. question that the senseless could have gotten. Yes. And with that, <laughs> and with that, I'll go to this week's question. Uh, how many golfers have won at least 10 majors in their career. Bonus if you can name them. 
How many golfers have won at least 10 majors in their career? Bonus if you can name them. Double bonus if you can name them and say how many. Each. Yes. All right. Uh, find out on 156 as we head to the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. Let's hit it and let's start in the NFL. Let's start with Julio Jones uh, getting blindsided on uh, on a not even FaceTime. It was just just a phone call, just a speakerphone <laughs> call. He gets blindsided. asks uh, gets asked basically if he's going to be in Atlanta. He says, "I'm out of here and I'm not going to Dallas." <laughs> as a parting shot as well. Um, so Julio Jones, I mean, rumors are he is drawing first round offers, like first round trade offers. But take that as you will. Like that could be the agent, that could be the team trying to drive it up. I guess if both sides are trying to drive it up, then usually that ends up in a team paying that for it. Um, yeah, Julio, where could he go? What does that do to Atlanta? I think it's a good move for Atlanta. I mean, they have, they're clearly in a rebuilding state and they can't afford to keep, when you're rebuilding, you can't afford to keep both your quarterback, who's getting an S ton of money, and your star wide receiver, who's making an S ton of money. You did not draft you as the Atlanta Hawks, did not, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons, jeez, sports guy. Um, <laughs> Did not draft a quarterback, so you're stuck with Matt Ryan. So Julio's the piece to move. Um, He's going to be 32 years of age, I believe, uh, this season. So not a young wide receiver, still a productive wide receiver, still a freak athlete. Uh, I've seen um, the Patriots as a potential uh, suitor for um, the talent. I think that wouldn't be a bad... Uh, move for the Patriots because they are in desperate need of a wide receiver one. Um, but I, I don't know what Bill's um, willing to give up. Yeah, I, I that's the thing for me is that I just don't see them paying the amount that you'd have to. Plus, it's a massive con, like not massive, mm-hmm. but it's a big contract. Yeah. Like it's it makes sense for the Falcons to get rid of it because they've got no money. And it's a big contract, and they can't get rid of Matt Ryan's with the way they did his, and just actually redid his. Um, so I don't see the Patriots giving it up. Chargers, I've heard. Uh, Cardinals, I've heard, and that actually makes sense just with how ridiculously aggressive they are, and we need all of the receivers ever. That would be scary, dude. DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. <laughs> See, but this is what it is for me. I, I just feel like the Cardinals are to this point where it doesn't matter who you bring in. They're the Browns, dude. They're the Browns. Dude, they just, could, yeah. It's just talent. You could have you could have the four best receivers in the NFL, <laughs> and it won't matter 
if your offense isn't going to work. Like, Kyler, yeah. is Kyler going to work, and is your offense going to work? If it, yeah. if it isn't, it's not going to work with whoever you've got. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how good your receivers are if your offense sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I would love to see the Chargers. Because where Julio is, he's not really like the top dog number one anymore. But if he could go be a 1B... Sure. If it was Keenan Allen and him and some good receivers, a young quarterback with a guy who's who kind of fits Julio's skill set, I think even more than Matt Ryan. I don't know if the Matt sure. Ryan Julio thing ever really was a hundred percent perfect. I think it would be borderline perfection with Herbert, just the way he plays. Uh, so that's what the one I would like to see the most. But for it makes sense for everybody just to kind of. Move on. Um, speaking of moving on, uh, I would love to move on from this story, but <laughs> keeps popping back up because that's who this guy is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came back on ESPN or Sports Center and gave another interview about some stupid stuff. I think mostly because um, Julio was taking away all the storylines from this guy. So he was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not the talk of the town. Bring it back. I need to do another interview, I guess. Um, so Aaron Rodgers went on SportsCenter and said some stuff about how he likes his everyone but the front office, basically. And it was a, a difference in philosophy or culture, character, whatever the hell that means. Um, because... Nobody else complaining about the Packers except for you, bud. So I think it might just be you. Yeah. If uh, if everyone else seems fine and you're the one yelling, maybe check a mirror. But that's not I really mean, his deal. Haven't we have hasn't this I mean this obviously doesn't shock you. This is not shocking to me. We're getting tired of this story. Um, this has been Rogers' MO for a while now, right? Like, and he can't, I hate when people say this, but it's true. You can do stuff like this when you have the talent that Aaron Rodgers, Rogers does, but it's just like, dude, you're flexing way too hard. There's, you're an alpha. You're trying to puff your chest against this front office that, yeah, may or may not have messed up that Jordan Love pick, um, or the communication surrounding the Jordan Love pick but like dude get over it you're a grown-ass man yeah that's what it's just seeming to me at this point it's just like a lot of complaining about about like first world problems you know (laughs) like it's yeah it's it's like oh well you know i didn't like this one particular thing even though i've got a great roster around me and we're having success but not quite getting over the top like, dude, welcome to the NFL. That happens to a lot of people. It's just you're bitching about it because you don't like some guy mm. who's... It's not like he's screwing you over. He's just not doing what you tell him to do. So now, yeah. you're, now you're pissy. Yep. So that, that is seeming... That, that's getting a little tiring. And then the whole, like, oh, our culture and our character is... Well, we don't, we don't vibe like that. That's not good for me. Like we don't have a good culture, good character. And that it, it, what it kind of seems to me is it'd be if like somebody 
came to me, you, and Bales and was like, oh, oh, you guys are horrible friends. Mm-hmm. We don't look at each other and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what it seems like. It seems like everybody in the Packers organization, Rogers is like, we have a terrible culture, terrible character. And everybody in the Packers <laughs> is looking at each other like, what is this guy talking like, about? Yeah. We, we're all having a great time. Yeah. We're all loving this getting, you know, deep into the playoffs run. And, yes, we know we got more to do. We got more to work on. That's everybody. But I don't know what this guy's talking about. That's just how it's coming off to me at this point. I think he's going to be losing fan and media support the longer this thing goes on. And I think that's what the front office is banking on as they both, as both parties continue to dig their heels deeper you know yeah into not moving like and i think i think they're right i think you know if i was a if i was a fan of the green bay packers like and i'm sitting there seeing what aaron's doing like are you kidding me you're doing this to my you're causing this much uh anguish around around my team like just yeah just report already play and shut up you know like yeah so yeah, you yes, you're not even complaining about anything. So shut up. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. The thing. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. Let's go to uh, a guy everybody loves. Adam Vinatieri has retired, officially retired, the NFL's all-time leading scorer. Um, played with the Pats, won a bunch of Super Bowls with the Pats. Literally, like, won them Super Bowls. Like, won Super Bowls. Not just was, you know, the kicker there, like most people think of when they hear kicker on a Super Bowl winning team. But was hitting huge shots. Um, played for the past for 10 years. And that, at, that at least, I always think of Adam Vinatieri as a Patriot. Which is weird, because he played for the Colts for 14 years. Yeah. So oh, he, yeah. he was with the Colts longer, but I always think of him as a Patriot. Um, I would, yeah, if I were to think of Adam Vinatieri, you know, he would be in a, um, Patriot uniform. Um, but just the, the, the longevity and the success he was able to draw during his 24 years in the NFL, he, he started when we were six years old, when we were in first grade, he started playing his professional career and he's finally retiring, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and he was the highest. He was like one of the... And he was at the high. He he was so good at his craft. He was able to stay that long. You know, he performed at the highest level. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he was the guy that coaches just stopped icing when icing was like a big thing. Yeah, they're yeah. like, this doesn't even matter, dude. <laughs> We're not even gonna ice him because it's him. Like he is not missing. That's that's who he was. Yeah, and it was it was it was like. It was hard to watch when, you know, the last year when he was missing those kicks and he was yeah. injured, or not last year, but the year before that. Um, that was rough. That was rough. I think he was one of the first guys that was like, look how important kickers actually are. Yep. You know, yep. really brought it to the forefront. So, he shall be missed. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move to the NBA. Speaking of retiring, Marv Albert is retiring um, after a crazy long career uh has just kind of built himself into like the voice of nba basketball I don't, like you get through like 2k and like 
Oh yeah, especially you know, you know it's, it's just gonna sound different. It's just yeah. gonna sound different. Yeah, like he he's the voice, and so um, it's one, just one of those things where it's you grow up with these guys who you don't even really know you grew up with, but then when it's gone, it's different. So yeah, that'll yeah. that'll be that'll be weird. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get into some more uh, you know timely NBA stories. Uh, this one, Russ versus Popcorn. <laughs> Weird that he lost, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this is a shit move. Like, I like to mess with about Westbrook, and I like to, you know, give people who like him a hard time. Uh, but, like, this is messed up. In yeah, every dude. degree. Yeah. Um, and he absolutely should be tossed. He should be banned. Um, now, would I say that people, especially NBA players, are overly sensitive to this kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, although Trey Young, I thought, handled his very, pretty well. I watched that video like five times, and I couldn't even tell that somebody, one, that somebody spit, two, who it was. And I knew somebody did. Um, not that it didn't happen or anything, I was just like... Mm-hmm. I can't see anything, um, but that kind of stuff is just, it, it's unacceptable. Like, I don't understand who, how, why people are acting that, that this way to me. I think it's a lot of the, uh, a lot of those, uh, like amendment guys, you know, like I can do whatever I want. I paid for the seat, blah, blah, like, well, buddy, you know what? This is a private event and yes, yeah. you did pay for that seat but there this is again a private privately run company you know the nba this is a team blah blah blah. you you need to conduct yourself in a certain way and it's just like disgusting why would you do any of those whether it be spitting or dumping popcorn on anybody you know you're just a bad person like who who, yeah what I, i i honestly like i can't wrap my head around being a dirt bag like that. I feel, I feel like you and I, even if we got to that point, it's one, we wouldn't do it because we're not dicks and we see them as human beings. And then two, it's just like, okay, I dump my popcorn on them and now everybody around me thinks I'm, or sees that I'm an a-hole, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want, like, I don't want that either, you know? Like, I was thinking about that. Plus, it's not even funny. Like, no, it's not even funny. Like, that's the thing is, like, I, I understand, like, crossing a line um, if you're trying to, you know, talk shit, like, with the players, maybe you have a few too, too many, and, and you cross a line, I mean, there are some lines you don't even get near, but maybe cross a line trying to make a joke, and it's, it just isn't funny, doesn't come off funny, um, you know, you try to make, uh, your mama joke to a player, and it just yeah. doesn't come across right, like, that kind of stuff, and then it's like, oh, okay, I crossed a line, that's, and that wasn't funny, that's not good. But to get to this point where you get tossed and you get banned. And I was thinking about today, like, that guy has to go to work today. Yeah, for real. And, like, he has to have, he doesn't have to, but, you know, social media and have friends and, like, that kind of stuff. (laughs) It's like, how do you do that? How do you do, Mm -hmm. how do you continue just to do those everyday things when it's, like, God, that's a mistake. That's a big mistake. Mm. Um, yep. 
But on the other end, like, LeBron, calm down a little bit. Like, you tweeting, like, oh, you know, we have, if, if that was us, we would still have to be on camera. Like, yes, you want that platform. If you're going to beg to have this platform, you get to say wherever, whatever you want. You don't also get to push it on everybody else and tell them that they have to be in the spotlight. But he probably doesn't get to give his opinion on whatever he wants as well. So it's like, yeah, you, there I, are bad things that come with what you want. <clears throat> you can't have it both ways. Stop asking for it. Correct. And you're compensated very, very heavily. So, yeah. yes. That guy bought that seat, you know, to be an asshole. Probably yeah. shouldn't buy it to be an asshole, but you're you're being paid to be there. He's paying yeah. to be there. It's a little bit different. Like you don't need to blast him all over the can't you know forever. It's hard enough. Just like people are gonna know his name. Like you read any ESPN story. Like I'm saying today, like he's got to live his everyday life. Like <laughs> should en- I work with that guy? <laughs> ba- yeah, yeah. Bad, bad enough. Like. You know, it's a little bit different, and that's where I think these kind of stories are getting overblown, and they're missing the mark with everyday people. That's what I'll say about NBA players. But, screw all that. Let's talk about the games. The games they are playing. Let's talk some series. Let's do some playoff updates. Uh, start in the West, and I'm just going. I've got a bracket here. I'm just going to start at the top and go down. Um, and so we'll start with one and eight. Series tied between the Jazz and the Grizzlies. Uh, we've got Jaw playing amazingly well, and Utah is usually more of a team anyway. Kind of, kind of spreading the wealth. That's how they get to the one seed. Um, basically, that's what we've got here, and and now we've. Um, now we're starting to get, uh, people back from injuries even, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell came back. I mean, he was cleared to play, right, game one, but I think it was, a a late game scratch or whatnot that he was pretty upset about. Came yeah, back, dropped like, 25 points. <clears throat> oh, sorry, we were looking out for your health. <laughs> yeah. But, and so, and that's a kind of weird thing, is like, I was listening to it, and so, the Jazz have a... The Jazz have a training staff, and then a lot of these elite athletes have another training staff on the side just to get more work. Yeah. Like, it's not an independent, but it's an independent that works with the team as well. He was giving, given the all-clear by his, his physicians, and the Jazz physicians said, hey, hold up, we're not comfortable with this. Yeah, which makes Again, sense. I mean, they've got yeah, they've got they're liability. The, they're the employer, right? <laughs> yeah, they've got liability. They've got insurance. They've got like all these yeah. other things that they have to worry about that the other yeah. independent guys are like. No, you should be good. <laughs> Get after it. And I, I yes, I, I, I agree one hundred percent. And that at the same time, I also can only imagine how frustrating that would be oh, yeah. to be in a 1-8 matchup and then lose your first game and you're sitting on the bench being like, what the F, dude? Yeah. Like, oh, know? no, I, I definitely agree. And I'm yeah. all for players having their own physicians because I think, you know, take care of yourself as best as you can. Um, and, and I get like, I, I lean on more of the competitive side, but I think just where we're at now team doctors because everyone's got their own and most 
most in most sports, the players are more of like a hey, I'm trying to be smarter about playing longer and having you know getting as much money as I can because I can't do this forever kind of thing. It is kind of hard for them. I'm just trying to see both sides of it, where it's like the player wants to play, and that's how I usually. That's how I'm like yes, players who want to play, I'm about that. Um, but you also have to be understanding of like the position that the physician or the team doctors are kind of put in right now. It's crazy all the way around, but he's back and he's playing well, and like he is kind of their engine. I would say Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, so we've got, so we've got that. That's one, one. Um, a lot of these series are pretty early. Um, even the, the Clippers Dallas series, that seems like it's late. It seems like it's deep into the series. It's only two, it's only two nothing, but it is kind of like people, this, it's starting to get written on the wall, not in Sharpie, but definitely in pencil. Like, Hey, Clippers might be dead in this one already. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. So PG, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk right now like uh, the the Clips do lose this series. I don't know if they do or not. It's been fun to see Luca go off, but if if the Clippers do end up losing, they can't fire the coach. That was Ty Lue's a year one coach. They already got rid of Doc, right? Mm-hmm. PG already PG already resigned. the The front office is going to do everything they can to keep quiet. I don't know if he stays. He's an LA guy, but how much is that worth to him? You know. Yeah. Um, so where else do you go from here? Obviously, it's, dude. It, the, <laughs> I love nothing more than watching the Clippers fail, and I I have no anger. I I don't dislike them, but it's so funny because they put so much money. And it's so flashy, and it's like, we're the next big thing. And they keep on falling on their faces time after time. Dude, that's, that's the thing, is the Clippers almost have this Browns thing that they keep doing, where they keep getting close and then announcing they're back too soon. So then when they start to fail, everyone's like, yeah, dude, look at you, falling on your face again, still can't get it done. You can say all you want, but you're still where you are. You're still the Clippers. And that's the crazy thing, is... The Kawhi thing's interesting to me just because, like, he wanted Paul George. He, that's who he demanded you go get. So yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting how everything is going to get handled, and it is kind of a drama that will be fun to watch this offseason. Uh, let's For get sure. to Denver-Portland where the series is tied 1-1. One to one. Portland took the first game. Denver comes back, takes the second game, and this is always where it gets worrisome for the Blazers. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Come out hot, win the first game, the other team adjusts, starts blitzing Dame, and then the Blazers uh, don't do anything. Don't make any adjustments the rest of the series, and they end up losing. Maybe win one more game because uh, somebody either has a good game or Dame gets loose enough or just keeps backing up and shooting. Uh, But that's how it goes, and... I would say this next game is probably must win for the Blazers. If they do the same old things, don't make the adjustments, don't find ways to get people off of Dame, then this series is over. 
I think, <clears throat> and this is nothing new, Dame can get his at any point in the game. There's not, we've seen it time and time and again where Dame can have a 20-point quarter and it can show up in the first quarter, it can show up in the fourth quarter, it can show up in the third quarter, wherever. You know, he can just go off. But it's about CJ flip flipping on. And it's like, I feel that if CJ doesn't get going early, it's harder for him to insert himself when Dame's going off or Nurse having a night or whatnot. But vice versa, if CJ, again, this is way easier said than done, but if CJ gets hot, starts to see some buckets fall through, Dame has the ability to green light himself, to get himself going later in games, where I think that's just not quite of a prom- not quite as prominent of a skill set that CJ um, has. Yeah, it's and it's about the game flow, the way it works, yes. you know, with when they're when Dame is starting everything off and CJ's cuz CJ's number 2. Like I know people have tried to say like, "Oh, he's a a star, he's a number one. He's not. He's a, he is an easy number 2 guy." Um, yeah. So he needs Dame. Whereas yeah. kind of what you're saying is like Dame doesn't need him. But when yeah. you take away Dame, Everything gets clunky. Every every possession is it's like it, it's fighting uphill because Dame smooths everything out for the Blazers. Whereas CJ, even when he is on, it is a little bit more chaotic. It's a little bit more uh, chaotic's the right word. It's just a little mm-hmm. bit choppier. So the whole game gets choppy, and that's kind of hard to play in. Um, for the Blazers. And that's what I think is the issue. And it's why I'm saying, like, regardless of what other people do, you have to... It, it's not about saying, oh, well, these guys need to step up. We've tried that. It doesn't work. And we've lost multiple, multiple, multiple series because of the whole, oh, well, guys, just step up. We'll do our thing. We'll just keep doing our thing. You guys step up. Not how it works. You gotta get Dame loose because it smooths everything back out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. If next game they do not do that, I think it's over. Especially in a six-three series. Okay, let's get to uh, the last series in the Western Conference: the Suns and the Lakers. Um, that series is tied one-one as well. So a lot of comp- competitive series in the West. Um, and that is, I think that's, I think this series is like, it's going the whole thing. Maybe not seven, but it's going to be a tight series. Yeah, it's fun. I, I just wish CP3 was, his shoulder was healthy because I think we got, would have got a closer, uh, matchup. I do think, like you said, it's going to go, um, the distance, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Aiton's coming into his own. Booker's obviously an animal. They have a nice young collection of young talent. Uh, Phoenix, it, Phoenix is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I don't see, I don't see the Lakers hitting their stride. Not that they're like playing poorly, but I just mean they're not, they're not clicking like they were last season when it was mm-hmm. like, oh, these guys are shoo-ins. Like mm-hmm. this is gonna be, you know, this is gonna be a good one. But it's. It's one of those things where, so they're not playing quite as well, and the Suns are playing better. I think that just kind of matches up into a good series, and I think that's what we're going to get, and I'm excited to watch it. 
Um, okay, let's move to the East. Let's get to the 1-8, the Philly and the Washington series. Uh, Philly leads it 2 nothing. I'm kind of thinking that's where it's going to be. Maybe Washington yeah. gets a game. I, I think that Washington's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I'm with you there. Um, that is a team with all the stuff with Westbrook going on. I don't. I see that becoming the priority over basketball. And with it being two zero already, I just think that one's over. Um, then the four five, the Knicks and the Hawks. That series is tied one one, and that's kind of like a. Wow, what would you say? Like a punchers fight? Like a, it, it's kind of like just haymaker, haymaker, haymaker from yeah. some some lower name guys. But it's a fight you love to watch. You know, it's not like Ali Foreman mm-hmm. who are throwing haymakers, but it's still a fun fight. Yeah, no, it's uh, you got the talent in Atlanta with Trey hitting that game winner with game one, and then you have the talent of kind of the resurgent the resurgence of the tossaways, you know, yeah. with, I'm not saying, um, I'm not saying, oh, Julius Randle is a tossaway, but Nerlens Noel, tossaway. Exactly. Um, Derek Rose. Yeah. It's the tossaway. island of misfit toys that have come to, to take over the NBA. Exactly. So, no, yeah. Um, and it's just fun. It's fun seeing Madison Square Garden, um, a riot, you know, like yeah. even if, you know, even as good as, as Brooklyn is, that city, that state is still backing the Knicks, you know? Oh they, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know where the Knicks play or where the Nets play, but, uh, that arena or whatnot, that they're not getting that same energy as the Madison square garden is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Milwaukee Miami series, that's a three and a six. Milwaukee leads it to nothing as they probably should. I will say this, can never, never say it's over, especially with Miami, especially with Milwaukee. Both are prone to comebacks and letdowns, so that one, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't bet that this one's over. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a toss-up for me. I don't have any strong feelings either way. Yeah, I just, Giannis is playing well, um, but that can just, Milwaukee can just disappear so quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy thing about them. I mean, that's historically, you know, I'm not saying that's this team, but historically they, they've done that, and it's been most of this team. So uh, the, sure. la- the last one, Brooklyn, the two, Boston, the seven, Brooklyn's up to nothing. That one's probably over, too. That, that's too much star power. That is a, that is a stacked team. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brooklyn gets to the finals, mm-hmm. but I think they cruise through this one. Yep. Me too. Um, Boston just Boston's a weird team, man. They just can't seem to find it. So that's very interesting. Um, okay, so there it is. That's the NBA playoffs. That's the update. Uh, it sounds like we've got Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Uh, well, we don't know with Milwaukee and Brooklyn, but there's like two series I I would say keep an eye on that I don't think is. Um, that I think could be long series that come down to the wire, and that's the Lakers and the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Those two series seem like they could go deep to me. Mm-hmm. If I if I had mm-hmm. to guess, if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, those go over five, and I don't know about <laughs> the other ones. 
no, you know, they all could go over five. Who fucking knows? Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Let's go to let's get some updates on the NHL playoffs. Whoa. And I will fully admit, fully admit, I've watched more NHL than NBA playoffs. The NHL nice. playoffs are a riot. They are awesome. Um, everything's just so intense. The game moves so fast. It's a good watch. Like when I'm on the treadmill, I'll throw this on. There's a there's a TV right there. I'll throw it on. I'll put it up, and that's like the perfect thing I need for like a good run. Uh, it's awesome. Awesome to watch. Um, the Avalanche, led by two young stars, they've advanced already. Um, the let's see who else has advanced. That looks like the. Blue Jackets, the Lightning, the Boston Bruins, and the Islanders all advanced with the with the Pittsburgh Penguins losing nice. to the no. freaking Islanders. Oh no! They are gone. I mean, I still won our bet because my team my team made the Actually playoffs. Actually, made it. Yeah, <laughs> and yours did not, but they did get bounced in the first round because they gave a a, a goalie that sucks. I mean, that guy was. That guy was beaten. I was watching their last game, in the, their elimination game. He gave up two goals to the same guy in like 10 seconds, and I'd never seen a more broken man. I'd never <laughs> seen a more broken man. I mean, it, it was brutal. It looked, he, he was more broken than Iron Man in Infinity War after Spider-Man dissolves. Like, it was brutal <laughs> to watch. Uh, so, yeah, kind of mercy kill from the Islanders um, on on the, the Penguins goalie. Other than that, uh, just great series all around. I won't break down every single one, but it's been very fun to watch, and I cannot wait until the Kraken are in the playoffs next year. Let's go. That'll be all. I'll be all over <laughs> that so nhl playoffs going strong very fun nba playoffs a lot of interesting storylines that you know that refer to the game actually and not just uh drama with the players so keep an eye on all of that last thing we want to talk about before we get to recess is philly philly phil yeah goes ahead and wins the pga championship (laughs) Uh, I did get to animal. watch. I watched most of uh, the last round, the the round on Sunday, and that was that was a great watch. It was a great watch, and he made it interesting. He keeps it interesting. You never know what he's gonna do. I guess he was uh, intent. So he was paired with Brooks, right? Oh yeah. Uh, and he was intentionally he like he he just messes with your mind. He j- knows how to compete. I guess he was intentionally slow playing Brooks because he knows that Brooks just can't stand that shit. And so he Brooks was getting frustrated and, you know, he was just doing his own thing and Phil was just over there slow playing and taking his time, you know? <laughs> really? I did. There so, were a couple times where I was like, he's playing pretty slow. It was mostly like, a, <laughs> like he, he hit into the water on like 13 or 14. Uh and Brooks was on the other side in a in a in a hazard, and he he goes ahead and he hits out and whatever, and then Mickelson was not out of the water yet. Like he hadn't even figured out like oh where do I mark the ball? Like where did the ball yeah. go? He hadn't figured out where the ball went out yet. 
And I was yeah. like, what is going on? This is taking forever. What are you doing? Because other than that, it kind of seemed normal, like more normal pace of play. There were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I, I need to recheck the wind or you know, yeah. things like that. But there, when something bad happened, then it was like, whoa, you slowed it way down. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> but good for him. I mean, that, that scene on 18 was, un, I'd never seen, I mean, other than Tiger, I'd never... I had never seen anybody handle the crowd worse than those people handled the crowd on 18. You got somebody hanging off of Phil. Uh, the crowd was in front of Phil. Yeah, front of get out of the way. Get out of the way. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I understand there are probably a bunch of volunteers in their mid-60s. Yeah. But it's like, what are you doing? That was handled <laughs> very poorly. But it was an awesome scene to watch. Awesome scene. Every, every, the people's chant gets it done again. Yes. Okay, last story, the match. The match, and we'll dive into some Brooks Bryson as we yeah. talk about the match. So the match is Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's DeShambo and Rodgers against Brady and Phil. So, what do you think? Wait, Brady? Yeah, Brady and Phil. Phil and Brady. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's the old guys. I, I like I like Phil and, and Brady. I there's just too much. There's too much. Both Aaron and Bryson are two very uh, unforgiving people. Yes, and, you know, and I can see even though that they're on the same team, I feel like that could go poorly. So it, it well, yes, it do me too. So what it is is like it's. Both Phil and Brady, you know, are, you know, some of the greatest of all time in their respective sport, and they've done it. They like they've proven I can do it. And both Rogers and Bryson are both so concerned with trying to get into that category. Like they don't even hide it. If you look at all, you can tell they are so concerned that their legacy won't be good enough. Um and they'll never match. They're always constantly trying to beat or match those the other two that they're playing. That yeah. they, you know, and and Bryson and Rogers both kind of paint themselves as guys who are smarter than everyone else, and who like you know what I'm saying? Like they outthink yeah. people, and they they like hold themselves as really smart guys and. And kind of the air is like, we're, I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to outthink you. And, like, putting them on the same team is just going to be, like, so obnoxious. Yeah. That, <laughs> and, uh, yes, they're the same, but different. I want, I'm want. i on my work computer right now, so I don't want to look up betting odds. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I wonder if there are odds yet for uh, that. Because I, I want to see, I, I'd be curious to see who the favorite is there. Uh, yeah, I want Phil and I want Tom, but I don't know if I don't know. I have I no idea how good of a player Aaron Rodgers is. That's true. I don't. I don't know either. I think he's pretty good. Like I think he's done. Um, what do Charity they call stuff? But what they call him the pro am. The I think he's done pro am stuff. I feel like Steph was. I hear so much about Steph. Steph's like the best non golfer golfer. Him and Romo. I've never. And Romo. And Romo. I've never heard a lick. I've never heard a lick about 
Rogers. So like, how good can he really be? I think I have. I've heard. I've heard him like kind of mentioned in that like, oh, he's pretty good. Okay. So I think he might be roughly the same as Brady. Okay. Maybe in that era area, but yeah, it'll be very interesting just to see because like, I don't. Bryson comes off as so nerdy and so like intensely mathematical. Where Rogers is that way and wants people to know he's that way, but doesn't want to be full on. Like he kind of tries to hold back yeah. and keep the cool level. He can but still be the cool guy. I yeah. just I don't know how that's gonna mesh. And then with Phil and Brady, Brady's already started the shit talk, and you know, Phil's gonna be out there just letting them have it. So I just don't know how the sparks fly there. It's good. It's a very well done. Like it, it's a well done matchup. Yes. And then you yes, throw, I like it a lot. And then you throw Brooks Kepka into the mix with him and Bryson. Like, you <laughs> know he's going to be – they're going to have him on the broadcast. You know he's they're going to. Sure. Or 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 uh, Brooks is simply just going to be sitting at home tweeting and then they're going to show his tweets on, <laughs> you know, on the t- television. <laughs> he will be, you know how they had Justin Thomas kind of con- – like – Oh yeah, 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 walking behind. I hope that I hope they have him again because he's awesome. He's like the best at that. He's funny. Yes. But you know he's gonna bring it up. You know they're gonna do the tweets and they're gonna talk to Bryson about all the tweets. Like, it's gonna be very interesting. It's Love a, it. A fun watch. Yes. Probably worse golf, but a fun watch. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah. And, I, can, and give me entertaining over good golf. I mean, I I want to see a good product, but give me entertaining. Every time. Yeah, I'm with you, especially for the match. So that's going to be fun. Make sure you watch that. I don't even know when it is, but it's coming. Um, but we got to get to recess. Let's do it. We've been working too hard. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. This is your time. Oh boy, is this great! Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. We're gonna bring. We gotta dust off an oldie. Who are you? Choosing? Oldie but goodie. Oldie but goodie. We haven't. Uh, I don't know if. Have you ever done? Who you, you've done it, but usually we used to do it with Bales. Mm-hmm. He was like the guy, um, and then we we do it with both of you. But it's been a while since we've played it, and it's been a long time since we've had you do it. Just you. So let's get to it. The way this works, for those who don't remember or uh, have never seen this game, heard this game played, um, it's rapid fire. That's the one thing to remember. Rapid fire as fast as you can. Uh, and it's just basically you get two options. You got to choose it. I'm going to rapid fire them at you. And then we tend to uh, like to go over the results. Just see what the old brain actually went with in the end. Do so, do I give a reason why, or do I just? I we can after. We will okay, after. Okay. But for right now, we're just gonna go through. I've got um, I've got like 12, 12 different ones. Nice. We're, we're gonna have a little bit of a break because there's one that needs to be explained, and then we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, right. sounds good. Here we go. Phil or Tiger? Phil. Bryson or Brooks? Brooks. Brady or Rogers? Brady. Slice or chunk? Oh! Ooh! 
slice. Ooh, duff or lip out? Lip out. Uh, what would you rather pull, groin or back? Ooh, damn. That, ooh, damn, that's a hard one. Uh, groin. Ooh. I do. Back scares the S out of me. Yeah. American cheese or foreign cheese? Foreign cheese. Oh! <laughs> uh, an eagle or two birdies? Eagle. Eagle all day. Okay, so here's what we got to explain. Uh, this is a they succeed or you die. Free throws. Shaq or DeAndre Jordan? Shaq. Oh, you wanted to do it. Uh, to win a tournament, Rory or Spieth? If they don't, you die. Spieth. Ooh. Um, on the green, in one, and a par three. If they don't, you die. Fleetwood or Louis? Ooh, stays in. Louis. Oh, no. I know, I know. No. I okay. Uh, they do it or you die. To catch an NFL punt, meter bales. You. What? That was the easiest one. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Maybe I, to punt, I don't know. That's probably different, but like to you said catch a punt, right? Catch a punt, yeah, to catch a punt. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought you'd go with Bales. Bales is, you know, he's got the hands. He's got the mitts, dude. Yeah. But I think it'd be funny. You, you, you I would t- choose you anyway, but I think it'd be even funny if you guys put on helmets, because I think that would make the degree of difficulty even harder for Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would. It'd be, it'd be like, in a way, probably, yeah. wouldn't, probably wouldn't tighten it up. No, dude. Okay, so we got to go over some of these su- surprising ones. Uh, and make sure you're playing along at home. Make sure you're playing along. What would you choose? You can always let us know uh, anywhere. Um, you chose Phil over Tiger. Mm-hmm. I put that in there. Is that recency bias? Uh, I think I think it might be recency bias. I was more going, uh, gravitating towards what flashed in my head was what kind of person would I be? Tiger doesn't seem like he has fun. Too much pressure. You know, yeah, he wins a lot. Very successful. Yeah. Phil seems like he enjoys life. True. And he's he's also rewriting his story right now at 50 years old. Yeah. You know? Very interesting. Very interesting. I was wondering if you were going to go with that recency bias thing. Um, Brooks and Brady obviously got to take that. The slice over the chunk. That's interest. That interested me. So I didn't quite know. I went back and forth with that. The chunk, it's just like... F, dude, like that didn't go anywhere. The slice, I got a hold of it, and hopefully I'm I'm not slicing too bad, and I'm going up a yeah. little bit, marching towards the pin. I don't know. That that was one of the harder ones. That's that's true. Um, then the groin back pull. The back. How would you I, have answer that one? I think I'd probably go with the groin as well. Because the back just connects to everything. You can't do anything, man. Yeah, and that's what you learn as you get older. Especially playing <laughs> this slow-pitch softball. Pretty much everyone on our team has pulled a muscle so far. <laughs> like, we're not 90... Probably 90% of our team is injured. Not, it's hurt. It's hurt. Like, In and out of the IR. <laughs> dude, just playing through it. Like, just hanging on by a thread. Uh, and I actually pulled my groin, so... Uh, yeah, I definitely go groin over back. So um, bad that you bruised it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was bleeding yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about this? You absolute 
commie. You chose oh. the foreign cheese over the American cheese. You fell for the for the trap. So answer me this: Do you consider blue cheese a foreign cheese? Because if not, then I'm going to go American. It Honestly, was strictly because of blue cheese. You like blue cheese? I love blue cheese. Wow. Well, I I made my choice based on blue cheese. I don't. That is foreign cheese. If it's American cheese, I'm gonna go there. That's bolder than bold. Uh, <laughs> really, I didn't even know. I I kind of expected you to ask what the hell foreign cheese was. I just put American <laughs> and foreign, and then added cheese on the end, and was like, I don't know which one he's gonna choose, but I can even <laughs> rip him if he doesn't choose America. Uh, yeah. So that's why I did that. The Eagle Two Birdies. Eagle two birdies. That 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 to me that one was like that was my favorite one, and you answered it very quickly. I I I, I had fun with that. I've I think I've maybe recorded one or two birdies here. You know, by some miracle, playing. I don't know if that was birdies back to back. I don't know if that's just like you in general. Like, what would you rather have in a round? But just the difficulty of an eagle just getting there, maybe on like a par five getting on in two by some freaking miracle and then just sinking the putt, dude. Yeah. That energy would be wild. Dude, that, and that's what, kind of what I was going with. It's like, do you want to play really well on one hole or yeah, pretty well on two holes? And I do. I, I think I would go eagle as well. Like, you take yeah. the energy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I like that. All right. That's it. Um, oh, no, it's not it. How could you not take our boy, my boy Fleetwood? Oh, I, I yeah, that to land that was the green hard. in three, to, to land on the green with that iron play. But the thing is, Louis got a sweet butter swing too. He does have the butter swing, but he he's a little troll. I love <laughs> Louis. I was, yeah. I you know, I was pitting my kids together on this one. But it's freaking Tommy. That's what I he's know. got. And that, Tommy's our guy too. Since dude, the beginning, Tommy's been our guy. That's what he is, though. He is that pure iron swing. I think if I could redo, I feel confident going through all my answers that I would not change any of them. With the caveat being, we still don't know where blue cheese lands. I think I might, if I were to change another one, one of my answers, it would have been this. I think I got caught up in the moment. I answered too fast. Yeah. I think I would maybe pick. I think I would. I think I would probably pick Tommy. They're both pure swing guys. But like, yeah. when we were starting out, that's why I started to love Fleetwood. Is because yeah. he was puring irons, and then like nobody ever talks about his putting or his driving. And that's exactly how, at least I was. I think you were at that same point too. It was like we were both. We was like, okay, we can play our irons fairly well. We can't do anything yeah, else. Exactly. We just gravitated towards them. <laughs> I'm just connecting with them. All right, that's it. That is that who you're choosing. That is episode 155. Um, other than everything where you just listened to us, go ahead, hit us up on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense. Instagram at bold.nonsense or email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Always hit us up. I, we, we like to respond to the DMs. Uh, we love getting sent. You, you can just send us anything. Like, you can just send yeah. us stuff you think we'll think is funny. Uh, it doesn't have to be like some 
grand statement or question, uh, just hit us up and we'll, we'll react with you. We'll, we'll just have a good time up on the socials. Uh, expect the show on Saturdays. Find us on iTunes and Spotify. Other than that, let's say bye to the people. I'm at Still Smooth. Been a great episode 155. Much love and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I'm at Walt Disney. Uh, if you love it, then love us. And that comes with, you know, like, subscribe, uh, a rating, or just hitting us up on social, like I just said. Uh, other than that, this is the BMPN. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. This is your invitation to be Team Phil and Team Brady, not <laughs> Team D-Bag like Bales is. Uh, and this is your invitation to stay senseless. very little i hate goodbyes it's over go home go